Before we start, we'd like to leave you a quick message on the machine to say that this episode contains coarse language and adult-only content. Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch. And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Oh. <laughs> my. God. Oh, God, it feels good to be back. I don't even know myself. Oh, I don't know where to start, really. I feel like I'm re-virginized. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Is I'm that a coming, word? I'm coming in raw. We're popping this tree once more. I was like, we literally just looked at each other across the table and... I said, I'm a bit nervous. And Mitch goes, me too. (laughs) But do you know what? It's like a fresh day in Melbourne. We've poured ourselves a lovely, cool climate pinot. Typical. We're we're very Melbourne. Yeah, correct. I'm I'm even wearing black today. I know. I don't even know you. Yeah, a bit weird. Welcome back to all of our beautiful listeners, new, old, and otherwise anything in between. Yeah, all welcome. All welcome. This is Message on the Machine, and my name is H. And I'm Mitch. And we are back for our season three return, if you haven't picked up on that already. Yeah, the big launch. I know, a lot of hype around it, <laughs> a bit of pressure. Hopefully we live up to the expectations. I'm sweating. We're both used to not doing that though, so... Absolutely. Not too worried. Especially in the bedroom. <laughs> of course, you had to go there. <laughs> no, um, so obviously we're back, we're in the saddle, we're here to chat, we would love to sort of give you guys a bit of a snapshot as... What we bloody got up to our, in our little break. Yeah, we'll kick it off. Tell me, what have you been up to? Well, look, obviously, if you've been following our journey, we, we did take a little hiatus just mm. to sort of regroup, which I'm really happy that we did. I think me you too. can concur. Yep. We've come back with fire in the belly. Which passion we needed. in the eyes. Yeah. If you were part of the journey, you could probably tell towards the end of season two, we were kind of burning the candle at both ends. Mitch and I are both studying and... Um, obviously running the podcast and we both work full time. So it was just a lot at once. Mm. Um, and now we've just come back to add all of that back to our so we're just, once more. That's exactly right. We're coming back to do the exact same thing again. So <laughs> <laughs> No, but we are, we're very excited to be back and the break was super nice. It was really good for us to sort of focus on our um, studies. I know it was good for me. Yeah. So how's the course going? Course is good. Um, mm. We're making some great headway. I'm feeling a lot more confident than sort of um, when I started. I think like anyone who's starting anything or doing you know some further education, there's kind of a bit of like. I mean, for me, I'd already like been to uni and got my degree. Mm-hmm. So I think like going and picking it up again is kind of hard to sort of jump back into that setting. And you're not a books girl, really, are you? No, I'm a street smart yeah. you know, kind of girl. Yeah, I can tell that about I you. Was, you know, always needed to move to the front of the class, bit of a chatterbox. Sure. You know, but I, I did well in school, actually, but it's not... Um, yeah, here we go. It's not... <laughs> two it's two not, and a half minutes in, the brag book's coming out. <laughs> no, but it's not a... It's not something that I... Like, to be honest, sitting there all day... Like, some of my classes go from nine in the morning to about four in the afternoon mm. on Zoom. Huge. At home on a yeah. Saturday. So, it's like, you know, your sixth day in the week. Yeah. Tough at the start. Correct. Um, but no, I'm really enjoying it now. I think I've learned enough content and, you know, um, got some sort of groundwork behind me that I'm finding it interesting and I'm invested, which is really good because I guess, like, I'm bloody cost me an arm and a leg to do so yes yeah so investing in your future can't, right. can't knock her no really good so um if anyone is playing catch up i'm doing a certificate for in um, personal and business coaching one day so, you might just actually get that out without uh, any hesitation <laughs> still still actually don't know 
the full title of That's the column. That's fine. So maybe I'll, week, you know, next one. You'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> you'll check the, the certificate at the end. Yeah. And yeah. No, so yes, yeah, so that, that is what I'm studying. And um, it's really good. I'm actually qualified enough now at this point to actually take on some real clients, which has been good. God help them. I know. Good luck to you all out there. But uh, <laughs> no, and I actually, this week, Milestone, I have actually um, started doing that with a couple of real clients. So huge. that was really huge and really exciting. So seen any progress or look, they've only had one session. Yeah. So um, not enough to do any real damage yet. No, no. We're hoping that they'll come back for the second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you? How's your course? It's fine. I mean, it's grueling. I yeah. won't lie to you, um, but I'm enjoying it. It's just kind of, can I just say Mitch gets a pat on the back? Cause like, yes, we're both kind of, you know, doing the same thing, but Mitch's hours are fucking long. It's one of those things where uh, it's all about ideas and mm-hmm. you come up with 50 ideas and they say, well, where's the 51st? Like, yeah. so they, yeah. you're never really done. No. So it's just always on your mind. Like right now I'm wondering, how am I going to pitch this next thing? Mm. And then... That could be a great episode. You know, we could just spitball your ideas. Just ideate. Yeah. And yeah. then that way you're doing your homework while you're recording at the Maybe same I time. Maybe I just need to start question boxing the briefs onto <laughs> the message on the machine store and sort of do a bit of like a crowdsourcing oh, situation. See, we're, we're quite clever. Work smarter. Use your network. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so what else have you been up to? Um, so that's pretty much that. I mean, yeah, the course really took up a lot of time. We obviously then did a lot of podcast planning and preparation in the lead up to this season launch, just because we don't want to feel sort of the way we felt mm. pre yeah. um, scrambling, scrambling. Yeah. We don't want to be doing that. So we want to be organized for our own mental health, but also to provide like an amazing podcast for all of you guys. Mm. Cause you guys definitely are in our corner and we, we feel that. So we want to show up for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we hope that we do that. Otherwise, <laughs> sorry, just turn it off really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I have a bit of a story to tell you that Please I just do. wanted to just, because I felt like you'd be really proud of me for this. Ooh. It's a little bit of self-care on my part. Okay. I was feeling a bit run down a couple of weeks ago, decided, I thought, honestly, what would age do? Decided to book myself in, go get a massage. Oh my God. That's huge. I know. So weird. And I've only really ever like gotten a massage in like Thailand or something, you know, two like, elements of that are huge. One that you actually said, what would age do? Cause we're just going to, Oh rock. God, that's, that's a moment. Yep. <laughs> but two that you actually wouldn't got a fucking massage. You yep. don't really like massages though. Do you? Um, no, I do, okay. but it's just not something that would cross my mind often. Right. Yeah. Um, Talk so, you know, just Googled great massage parlors near home. <laughs> obviously, obviously I'm without car currently. So it had to be on foot. Yeah. Um, so I just found this one. It had like, you know, a couple hundred five-star reviews around the corner from my house. Okay. Um, so booked in, Red Dragon, off we go. Oh, I love the name. <laughs> yeah. So I arrive at Red Dragon and the whole front of the shop is frosted glass. Oh. Oh and I just thought like, lol, imagine if this was a rub and tug, you know? Yeah. Which we often like yeah, assume. Yeah. Like, yeah. How funny. Yeah. And so I go inside um Bookings there, get taken into the room and I'm like, oh, do you need me to take my pants off? Because I had said like my hips are an issue. Would you like like me to get my schlong out? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, yeah, take your pants off. And so I'm just on the bed, face in the hole in my underwear, waiting for her to come back in and like put a towel over me. Not the first time. On the bed, facing the (laughs) hole. Facing the hole. And so I'm lying there and she comes back and no towel. She gets up on my back, like Lucy Lou, <laughs> Charlie's Angel, Charlie's life. Angel yeah. situation. I'm like, fuck, you know, there's a bit of heft to this lady. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a waif. 
<laughs> I do not have the strength to hold up both of us. Yeah, okay. And so that's kind of that. Uh-huh. And then... Can I just pause question? Sure. When you said on the bed, pants off, did you take your underwear off? Underwear's on. Oh, good. Good. Waiting for a towel to go over the underwear. It doesn't happen. And then she goes, oh, I need to get to your hips. You need to take your underwear off. Oh, fuck off. And I was like, okay, that seems normal. Again, waiting for a towel. It doesn't come. Get fucked. So she's like doing the hips and I'm just lying completely naked (laughs) in in this room. And then... Um, I'm dead. She like starts like doing the hips, like where I had said that's my pain point. Yeah. And then she starts kind of like doing buttocks mm-hmm. and then she's sort of in crack. Oh, fuck. And I was a bit like, I don't know if it's <laughs> normal. But like, that is because... the least relaxing feeling. Oh my God. I was tense. Like, I'm surprised she didn't break her hand with how hard <laughs> I was tensed. And then at one point she just kind of like grazed a ball. And I was like, oh, mistake. Must must have been a mistake. Like, think don't think about thoughts. it. Don't think, think about thoughts. it. It's almost over. <laughs> and then she did it like two or three more times. And I was like, it's now too late <laughs> to say anything. And I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on here right now? Then she was like, you need to roll over. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I rolled over. Again, waiting for a towel that never came. Fuck. So I'm face up, completely naked. Oh my God. She gets behind me, starts vulnerable. doing the shoulders, and then just kind of gestures down and goes, do you want me to? <gasps> and I was like, no! And she was like, oh, fine. Okay, no worries. And just like put a towel over me. And then I just had a normal massage for the rest of it. Oh, she was going to give you the signature red dragon. <laughs> I was about to get the red dragon deluxe served to me. Oh, honey. I mean, yeah. the frosted glass and the name yeah. gave it away. Well, I should just say quickly, obviously, in the tradition of message on the machine, Laura, yes. it's not the real name. Ah, <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I'm glad that you didn't use the real name, actually, before <laughs> well, we get sued. Poor Red Dragon's about to get raided. Yeah, she's just trying to make a buck. Ah, oh, fair enough. She's Play on. Putting food on, on the table, living. Joel. <laughs> well, but, like, back to that point, isn't it just, like, the most least relaxing thing? Yes. Because, and it's so contradicting because you go to this place thinking that you want to relax, as yes. you did. And you lay there in absolute... And you just think, do I speak? Do I not speak? I literally had the same experience. I actually think I put up on the Message of the Machine story for anyone who remembers a couple months ago. When I went for this massage, exactly the same thing, was doing the whole, like, I'm here to relax. And I fucking got... Honestly, she was digging her way to China through the middle of my back. Right, yeah. And At least she like, wasn't trying to do it through your asshole. <laughs> through your red dragon. <laughs> I was literally like, at what point do I say, oh, like... Less pressure. Yeah. And I'm kind of just like laying there, like holding my breath, like <laughs> dear life, breathing through. Yeah. And then I just leave feeling a heightened level of anxiety. Mm. And no wristy. And full of bruises. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Oh, well, on that note, for the first time for season three, mm. what was the last thing you Googled, Mitchell? The last thing I Googled was something that I was pondering late last night. Uh-huh. Um, the Google was, how do they build bridges over water? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Can you please... It's quite curious, what actually. What did you find? It's an interest... Like, it's quite an involved process. <laughs> Basically, they build... And this is my next question, because uh-huh. they build a fence uh-huh. around the area where the pole would go. The main pole in the middle. Correct. Yeah. How the fence is built. 
anyone's guess. <laughs> That's not divulged. <laughs> yeah. Hogwarts. And then just pump the water out. Oh, so they clear the water out. Clear the water out, put up the pole, secure it to the ground. Holy moly. And then just refill. See, if I was a engineer, I probably would... I always thought you might have been. ...learn, obviously, and I'm In a different expert. life. I'm obviously the right person to comment on this. Yeah. Because I'm just intelligent. But, um, no, I, <laughs> I would have thought that they would have had a way to build it in through the water like navigate through the water like maybe we're just doing some sort of foundations well i would assume that there would either need to be some kind of concrete drying element or a welding element (laughs) both things that just are not conducive in a wet space we are probably the two most versatile human beings on the planet (laughs) i think so (laughs) yeah message of the machine engineering coming to you 2022 we've also stated on this show that we don't even know what a face toner is (laughs) And now we're here giving advice on how to construct structural engineering. I'm not really sure how those two things link, but... (laughs) Not at all. Me either. (laughs) All right. Play on. What was the last thing you Googled? Last thing I Googled... Well, obviously in the spirit of what's been happening in Melbourne in the last few weeks... Mm. um, Shout out Melbourne. Shout out to everyone who went through the latest lockdown. You did a great job. It's obviously not fun. um, And we don't need to go into the ins and outs of it, but... I found this two weeks kind of more traumatic than like the four month one we did last year do you know how many people have said the same thing like Mm. i think it was a mixture of things obviously the fact that we were back there again that whole like mentality ptsd literally ptsd and i think the yeah the whole restrict like and the extension that we had like it wasn't just the week it was you know the Mm. two and then that whole thing of like are we going to be doing the next six Mm. like last time yeah so Um, how did this lead to you google well we are obviously out and about now and able to go out for dinners and things like that. So here's a bit of a reco for season three to kick us off. Obviously, if um, venues at the moment are having capacity restrictions, mm-hmm. getting a dinner booking is quite tricky. Yes. So something you can do is go on to Open Table, which is the booking system that a lot of good restaurants in yep. Melbourne use. Not Spawn. Yep. Hashtag not Spawn. But... Um, yeah, you can actually use that platform to see what's out there and what's available, which mm. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I'm I am across it. this. It's a great... Because you think of like a couple of restaurants that you like, often they are already booked and then you're kind of like, well, where else could I go? Mm. This shows you what's available in Melbourne. So it's you genius. just go straight to the straight to the source. Don't. Why didn't we think of it? Oh, Kicking myself about that. We'll do an episode on... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dinner reds. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, so that's my Google. Last Google is, was Open Table and my reco for the week. Perfect. Well, on that note, should we kick into the main event? I think we should. Let's do it. So let's get down to business. Dirty business. Risky business. Risky, risky business. Topic today's designed to, I guess... Make a few people squirm. Shock. Yeah. Appalled. Absolutely. I'm excited. But also, give me the dirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we all know that the gays love to bone. It's not really that much of a mystery. No. It's common knowledge. Yeah. And I we do it so. well. I think mainstream media has perpetuated that and we've then perpetuated that further <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> we've backed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. So I feel like for me, mm-hmm. there is a bit of like a, oh, just men who like men are fucking men all the time. Mm-hmm. Bit of curiosity surrounding that. Yes. Um, particularly when it comes to the sex party. Yes. 
Let's call it like it is. Correct. So we are here today to discuss, I guess, the broader umbrella that is the sex party or as we've probably referred to it before, the gay sex rave. Yes. The variations that come with... The organised orgy. The the dirty gay underbelly of the sex world that definitely exists. She's alive. She's thriving. She's her heart is beating. <laughs> her, her red dragon is throbbing. Oh, throbbing. God. Um, so basically, today we just wanted to get into and sort of unpack and reveal, I guess. Which mm. you know what, magicians don't usually reveal their secrets, but we're going to do it for you guys today. Yeah. We should disclaim at the start by saying we're far from the experts <laughs> of this, as we often are. Yep, we're often the ones. Wishing everyone good luck yeah, absolutely. on the way in. Good luck out there. Smack on the bum. Yeah, big pat on the cheek. Yeah, we're definitely not out there running our own sex rings or anything like no. that. No. No message <laughs> Business idea. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, no, we definitely are not the experts in the field, but we have done the research. We are obviously two gays who understand fully how it all works anyway, even mm-hmm. if we're not actually partaking. So that often. Wanted- yeah, yeah, we wanted to just sort of unpack it all for you guys. And especially if you are maybe perhaps straight or, you know, not in the queer space and you have absolutely no idea, Which then that's about to change. Just strap the fuck in. Yeah. And I guess if you are on the other foot, then, you know, maybe just some do's and don'ts, maybe just some like, you know, good housekeeping. Yeah. And if you feel like it's getting repetitive, just tune in next week. Tell <laughs> no one's keeping you here. On that. <laughs> so I guess to kick off, when you think about this world that mm. exists, what's probably the first thing that comes to mind? For me, it is some kind of a party, yep. an organized event at a venue with a sexual component of some kind. Yeah. So do you mean like a like a nightclub? Yeah. Essentially, or mm. a night? Like mm-hmm. a yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yes. And then I guess within that there is Places that you would have sex. There is an opportunity, yeah. <laughs> to um, the toilets to the left, the bars to the right, sex rooms downstairs. There's the dark, the dark room downstairs to the left. Couple yeah. pumps of lube on the way in. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> and I think that I respond most to that. Yeah. Because obviously it's a bit of an exciting idea that there's sex happening in the venue. Yes. It's also great that I don't have to be doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've <laughs> we've definitely experienced um, those sorts of parties and venues yeah. before. But I think like obviously males, I mean, there's not that there's science behind it. It's pretty black and white. But as men, we obviously can be quite testosterone fueled, mm-hmm. I guess. So I think that's kind of where the acceptance and normality in the space especially for queers and yeah. queer men is that we have normalized sex yes i think like i think we would be remiss to say that women aren't as sexual as men i just think there's a lot more stigma surrounding female pleasure yes correct which is probably one of the main reasons that it doesn't happen as much in straight spaces and also the fact that it could just go so horribly wrong if, yeah. you know, a straight girl shows up to an orgy with nine guys Absolutely. or something. Like, yeah, it's the, the playing field. And I don't mean to, you know, there's no insult here at all, but the playing field could potentially not be as even for, mm. you know, at, or very unsafe mm. even for a woman in that setting. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and you know what, and we will touch on it too, because there is still some issues in, mm. you know, the 
the same sex gender space mm. as well. Mm. Like that still happens, but um, you know, I think that there's definitely a little bit more of a mutual understanding between the two parties. Well, we're two big burly boys. Just look after ourselves. Just want to get our rocks off, doll. Let's get serious. <laughs> so, talk to me. What are you? What else is? What are the other kind of things we're talking about here? So, there's obviously yes, the one you mentioned, which is probably like the most common. But then I guess there is also um, what we would call sex on premises venues, uh, which can or slash um, spas, I guess, mm. or saunas. So there are venues out there. Um, if anyone is unaware, but there are venues out there that are basically like. Kind of like a day spa for the girls. Yeah. Is kind of how it presents. So can I say I've never been to a spa? Yeah. Have you? So anyone who follows the show would know that in my youth, I was quite adventurous. (laughs) Did a lot of things that kind of were, I guess, me experimenting for myself really as before I came out. And I had actually attended a sauna once in my time. It was, in my defense, it was actually in... Amsterdam. So oh, okay. It was overseas. What happens abroad stays abroad. Unless and you I decide to talk about it on air. Just chuck it on the air. Yeah. I won't lie to you. This was something out of a fucking movie, can okay. I just say. Yeah. So, like, I've entered fresh face, not sure what to expect, nervous. You know, you can picture it. Mm-hmm. I get into this sauna, go and you sort of, basically you go into like a change room area. Like you would, you de-robe, you chuck your sort of your robe on and I yeah. guess you're naked underneath is mm-hmm. the for anyone who's unaware. Yep. And you just... I'm picturing I'm, it. I'm really just scaling it back for anyone who's not sure what, what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but paint the scene. Yeah. And then you basically just kind of wander around the venue. There's all different um, rooms and areas you can go into. So this particular one, can I just say, was stunning. So there was... So what... Because I'm picturing like quite a dark space with a lot, so, lot of little quiet corners... But it's, you're making it sound like it's like this was the an oasis at, at the Grand Hyatt or something. Well, picture. So the first room, that the entrance room, I guess, that you walk into once you derobe mm. was this giant fountain. Kind of like picture the fountain from the Friends opening, like a, a ah. scene like that, like a circular fountain that just had men just laying in it, bathing, like the water's obviously yeah. warm, like a pool situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're just kind of like, wow, like it's just like beautiful naked Dutch men laying just everywhere. draped over this fountain. Yeah, and I was like, where the fuck am I? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and then, my reaction. Yeah yeah, 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 nice. I'm into it. And then, yes, on in that venue, like you said, there are spaces that are off the skirts that you could mm. then take a fellow that you've obviously maybe met in the fountain. A fellow? <laughs> just a fella from the fountain. Take a Dutch man that you like. Yeah. Take a pick. Yeah. Um, God, they're stunning. And... <laughs> They are. They're so hot. Oh, relax. Anyway, and yeah, take him off into the dark room and do have your way with him, basically. Yep, and then good. in these rooms, like the venue provides like lube, condoms in this space. Well, that's very thoughtful. Yes, it's good on them. Not always the case. No, it's no. not always the case. I've so, heard. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my experience at the the sauna in Amsterdam, uh-huh. which was amazing and. Yep. You know, great, life-changing kind of thing, bit of a milestone. But I would say that they obviously... <laughs> Brush over that. Yeah, next. Yeah. Anyway, um, but they obviously exist in Melbourne and all around Australia as well. So, uh-huh. and all around the world. Um, so, yeah, they are another one. Yeah. And then obviously to round out is a good old-fashioned house orgy. Yeah. Bit of a WFH. <laughs> <laughs> the lockdown special. Yeah. The, the 2021 special. Yeah. Right. Um, which I would say is usually orchestrated through like maybe an app like Grindr, mm-hmm. where a group of like-minded men mm. 
get together. Or they very consensual. They pick a time. Someone's obviously hosting. You know, the, the dip and cheese is out, I'm sure. Robert's your father's brother. And basically they just all meet up and fuck. Can I say the thought, the concept of an orgy is so terrifying to me. Too many dicks. Oh. Too many to like. There's there's such thing as too much of a good thing. So I'm quite not a jealous person, but if I'm intimate with someone, I don't want that person necessarily to just... You're not a jealous person. Are you joking? (laughs) You'd be like, hands off. I don't want them to stop like giving me attention and then give it to someone else in front of me. What the fuck do I do? You'd definitely be the one who'd be neglected as well. The little runt at the back. Yeah. Just waiting for someone to come and pick me up. Someone's nonna. Nurturing. Coming around with baked goods. Keep your strength up. Yeah, I'm just in the back, like with a wine, just watching. <laughs> I'm doing some muffins. Any preferences? Have you guys had dinner? Yeah, thinking a savoury, like a spinach and cream cheese or something. <laughs> oh, so yes, they're probably the main three, I guess, that come to mind. Would yep. you agree? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, and the other another element to the whole thing, which we have touched on before, would be cruising spots yes. that exist as yep. well. So men will go and meet up with other men yep. in public places, mm-hmm. such Good as old fashioned park. Park, a public toilet, yeah, um, things like that. If anyone's unsure that happens, it does. I mean, the implication there is just that you can't, like, two men are unable to have sex at one of their houses, which probably means they're underage or yep. married mm. or homeless. Well, I was actually going to ask you, why do you think, and we've actually even kind of, you know, backed this theory up just with our title here like you know Mm. an underbelly like why do you think that there is a lot of sort of secrecy around this mass sex that seems to be going on behind closed doors so i've read a lot of books about gay history yeah sort of a bit of a kink of mine Mm -hmm. reading that Mm is um smart little thing (laughs) and it's it's been sort of like this development over time you know back when um homosexuality was illegal Mm. The only sort of interaction you could get that actually meant anything romantically had to be like hidden behind a tree in a park in the middle of the night or, um, you know, in some spa or whatever it is. Makes sense. Yeah. And I think that gay people often don't really have a lot of role models to learn from besides just what older gays Mm. are telling them. Like it's Mm. nothing in the media being like, this is how you should behave as a gay man. Correct. So I think it's kind of has it kind of has just spitballed from there. Bit of a pass down. The, the older gens. gays teach the younger gays. Come meet me in the park, and then it just kind of yeah. continues. And I think it is becoming less and less. But it's sort yeah. of like got a lot of historical context. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you're right. Like, there's obviously been that stigma around having to be hidden and not mm-hmm. being accepted. Mm. So that's a huge element to it. And I guess on that people's individual journeys with their sexuality in terms of obviously coming out and things like that. Like I know for a fact, and I'm sure there are, you know, heaps of you out there listening right now, if you are um, gay or on grinder who, who are propositioned by, you know, faceless profiles and things like that Mm. of men who are in the closet, who are potentially married with, you know, kids and a wife and who obviously have a part of them that's not being fulfilled in their normal life and they they need to have this sort of secret side life that's you know for their outlet which creates this underground culture i guess and then there's also just some people who just kind of want to get caught well yeah (laughs) 
the risky business people. Oh, God, I hope no one walks in. <laughs> Dick in hand. <laughs> in the hole. Uh, cool. Well, should we get into, I guess, the experience that we've shared that sort of has inspired this air? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, and this will give you, or anyone who's new to this or hearing on this for the first time, who's just, you know, maybe a bit jaw dropped, this will kind of give you context as to sort of what we're talking about. Yeah, and also the kinds of people that we are. <laughs> the people we hang around with. <laughs> so we did end up going to this party after an event in Melbourne. Yes. Um, yeah. And there was a room for having sex at the event. Correct. I actually didn't know that when I... I can safely, hand on heart, say the same. Didn't know that either. I had no idea. No, I was just like, oh, the after party. Yeah, of course yeah, we go. Yeah, easy. 100%. Yeah. See you there. And so we're there and, you know, a few people that we know just kind of kept like disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they for sure extended did. periods and you and me are just like Beavis and Butthead just bouncing around the club. <laughs> can I just say, Mitch and I that night... Where there's like this party, just for like painting a bit more of a deeper picture. Yeah. After parties, especially after events, like the event is usually like, it's kind of like the the big rainbow element mm. of, you know, our cult, yeah. the gay culture. And and then you go to the after, the after party, party and everyone's wearing leather jocks. It's dark leather. It's like two totally different vibes. Yeah. Like, and, and we just came in normal clothes. We were just swanning around. I actually think we were so drunk at one point that we were like up on the stage do you remember this pretending to be like charlie's angels characters i just remember us being like let's try and freak out some of these homos and just going up to people and being like hey how good are chicks oh my god that was the night how good are chicks (laughs) was born so yes we were obviously just like not really there for the for the sex well we didn't know it was happening until someone showed up you know looking a bit frazzled <laughs> bit of bed hair somehow. Getting a bit of a side swipe to the yeah. throw. Yeah. So we were like, where have you been? And they were like, oh, the sex room. Mm. Which I guess would be called, the technical term that's used a lot is the dark room. The dark room. Yeah. Correct. And we're just like, the what? Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the light, did the lights go out in that room? Yeah, why is it dark? Oh, I mean, it's, the... it's dark everywhere in this venue. What are you talking oh, about? It's at the pop room. Yeah. <laughs> Something popped. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And we're like, we need to see this room. Yeah. Don't know why we thought that. Just curious. Something to do. A bit of curiosity. Yeah. Um, And so wandered around this whole like maze of a club. Yeah. There was a curtain that you pulled back and behind it, a secret room with red lights was revealed. Correct. Which I can just also confirm. We didn't even fucking know that the room was there. We were standing right near this curtain and one of our friends just pulled back the curtain and popped out from behind it and we were like <laughs> what the fuck where have you been uh, it was like some hogwarts shit it was literally diagonally yeah yeah it's waiting for a three-headed something to walk out of there <laughs> and so we walked into this room and my experience was we walked in and it was really dark it was like you know when someone just suddenly turns the lights off yeah. on you and you have no idea where you are as the name would suggest correct very dark <laughs> And so I was kind of looking around. And I was like, oh, this is okay. Like, I can't really see anything that's going on. Yeah. And then the eyes adjust. Mm. And it's like a blowjob. That's the first thing I saw. Yeah. It's the most bizarre thing. Yeah. Because you're in the room. Your eyes start to adjust, but you still don't see the full room in full. Yes. So there's like little lights or maybe like a lamp in one corner. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden, it's the most weird thing. And obviously, you're fucking blind, drunk. Yeah. So you're trying to navigate through this dark room as is. And all of a sudden, you just kind of catch a glimpse of like maybe an outline of two bodies doing something. Some moving figures. Yeah. And you're like, oh, people. Yes. What are they doing? But there's I wonder. No, there's also no music in the room or no yeah. noise. Yeah. So you kind of go from True. like a, a nightclub into this silent room that's just kind of like full of human sounds. Yes. <laughs> that sounds yes. so fast. <laughs> <laughs> so along the back wall, this is this is the strongest memory I think I'll have for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there was this boy, and I will say boy because he would have been 18, hopefully. At best. Yeah. I I mean he must have been. He must have been. But he looked so young. Correct. He was lying on this box with legs up like he's in the stirrups about to get a pap smear. Like the stirrups are... The stirrups have stirrups. Yeah. <laughs> and just getting absolutely destroyed by this Hulk yep. of a man. Yeah. With like nine other men lined up behind him just waiting for their turn. All kind of like jerking themselves off waiting for their go. Yeah, prepping. It was almost like just waiting in line for a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. A short white. <laughs> Extra foam. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and I just was like, Adrian, and you were like, no, I don't like it either. We just ran was, out of that room. I was like, it was one of those moments where it was like, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? And you kind of look over and then you look away and you look back again. And then I look straight at the poor boy's face because I was like, do you want this to be happening? Yeah. And he absolutely did. And like, you yeah. know what? Power to you if that's what you're into. Like, well, I saw him later in the night, just wandering around the venue, and I was a bit starstruck. But I, I was, was like, "You're the dick pig from upstairs. <laughs> you're the famous boy in the box, <laughs> getting ploughed. <laughs> you're the play, you're Mr. Plough. <laughs> Call Mr. Plough." So yeah, I mean, and yeah, it was just one of those moments where I was like, "Don't want to look away. Don't want to look there. I'm so curious that that's happening and mm. going on, and like." But also I need to now navigate away because I'm also quite uncomfortable. It's time to remove myself from the situation, really. <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely happening. And then you kind of just sort of navigate your way out the room and safe to say we didn't go back into the curtain. Yeah, no, the curtain stayed shut after that. Yeah. It was curtains for the dark room. <laughs> definitely. And so I guess the point of the story to kind of paint the picture for everyone is that's the kind of stuff that we're talking about that goes on mm-hmm. in gay culture. And as much as we are shocked by it... Mm. A part of me kind of loves it. Not not because I All wish right. that that was me. Mr. King. <laughs> but I love that we have, you know, to use the better, lack of a better word, normalised this kind of just like culture of we just want to get off. Yeah. Just hope everyone's on prep. Well, funny you should say that, I guess, because 40 years ago, recently this month, was actually the first um, time that AIDS was reported. Reported. Mm. So, you know, the fact that we are able to, you know, fuck freely, lack of a better word, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, um, is is great, and it's it, you know, it's nice to see how far the the culture has come because I guess there would have been a huge period of time there where people would have been shit scared yeah. to do that, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have been a thing, and you know, um, so it's nice to see that with. We're in this a safer zone now. It's good to see, see the boys out there getting their dicks wet again. A more socially um, responsible mm. zone, I guess. Yeah. We'll put it. Yeah, the boys. That's it. It's kind of just normalising this, the fetish side of things as well. Which and is I a, shan't ever kink shame. 
a great thing. Obviously, mm. I would just prefer some missionary and some lasagna, but you know. <laughs> Do you have a fetish? No, not at all. No, not at all. But like, I guess the point of that is that, you know, these parties and these experiences open up for things like pissing on each other and um, a specific one to come to mind (laughs) out of nowhere adrian oh like i've definitely i've been told by you know some friends in the game who you know told by a friend yeah (laughs) who've experienced the golden shower experience yeah that definitely happened bit of water sports yeah i think it's fine if that's you know it's it's opening up the doors that's your cup of tea you know nothing's more sterile than urine so Cause I guess, in this time of COVID, it's really the best thing to put on your hands. <laughs> well, I guess because the opposite to that would be like, you know, maybe going on a few dates with someone and then taking them home and then attempting to piss on them. And I don't think that yeah, that would okay. always go down. The yeah. strike rate of that being well received. Well, it's just a long lead time to find out if someone that you're seeing is happy to be pissed on. It's like, you know... We both love playing chess. Let's go to the chess club to yeah. play chess. Yeah. You know, it really yeah, streamlines yeah, yeah. the process. Yeah. I'm with you. For the for the, um, for the the folk out there, which I love. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have you had any other experiences or done anything? I this? tried to go to a uh, sauna once. Yeah. Or a spa, I suppose. Yeah. Um, except I was with a woman. First mistake. You know when you're just having like a really great night out with one of your girlfriends? Yeah. It was very much a duo sort of night. Mm. Mm. We'd already been to two different gay clubs in Melbourne. Okay, so. And they all had shut behind us. Uh-huh. This was a big one for yeah. the girls. And I was like, oh, there's a sauna nearby. Should we just see if we can go there? We're exhausted. Let's just go jump in the steam room. Yeah. Just... Have a chin wag. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, still to say. Haven't been able to hear you all night. So it'd be nice <laughs> to just get some, some shush. Catch up. Yeah. And so I got there, obviously took one look at us and we're like, no. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. How funny. And then I called uh, someone who I know, a friend of mine who I know frequents this venue. Mm. I was like, I'm trying to get into this place <laughs> and they won't let me in. And he was like, oh, what do you mean? That's weird. Like, I've, I'd woken him up, by the way, at this yeah. point. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, so me and my friend, let's call her Julie. Yeah. <laughs> Little Jules. Me and Jules were trying to get into the venue and they won't let us in. He was like, well, obviously not. She's a woman. Uh, um, well, then we just started saying she's a very feminine man. Look at her. She's yeah, a butch. Yeah, look at her go. <laughs> look at her. Him. Sorry. Look at her moustache. <laughs> anyway, so that was unsuccessful and I haven't gone back since. Okay, well, so that's, that's fair. That's kind of that. Yeah, it's not really... It's not, <laughs> I think it's a funny element, though, that, that it's allowed. Is like, it's just... No Blake, chicks allowed. Blake, no chicks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so's, so's to the gals. They've got their place. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a lot of, I've noticed, near misses with us in these scenarios. Yeah. Close, but no cigar. Yeah. Always the bridesmaid. Never come on. One thing that does happen at these venues a lot, and it's kind of a bit of a link, maybe not so much at home, although I have actually, no, I will take it back. I've been told that these can be set up at home. Glory holes. Oh, yep. So they... Uh, at all of these venues, mm-hmm. they're often, it's a common, you know, a bit of a pin the tail on the donkey situation. Yep. Pop the Doritos out, get the glory hole out. A donkey if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> How do we feel about the concept? I think it's a bit bizarre, honestly. Okay. If I'm getting my dick wet, basically. Yep. I want to be looking in your eyes. Yeah, okay. What do you think about it? 
Well, it's again very much just cutting the fat, isn't it? Just like, what do I want? Mm. I want mouth on penis. Yeah, I don't need any right. other thing else from you. Mm. I don't even need your name. I just yeah. need your mouth, essentially, mm. which is a whole again pat on the back to the gays. Like, let's streamline the process. There. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really, it's a brilliant workaround if you have a cold sore. <laughs> no, no, no one would ever know. Just spread it down. No or one if you're knows. Just really. horrendous looking. So glory holes are in um, public toilets as well. Oh. I've noticed. I don't think I've ever actually seen one in the flesh. Oh, maybe me either. Maybe it's something I see in movies. Yeah. Is that a vision that you have? Can you agree that that's a bit of a stigma that they are just in every truck stop? I don't know what kind of movies you're watching. <laughs> Pornhub.com. Some bloody cinematic masterpieces on there. This may sound shallow, but I don't think I would enjoy the blowjob not knowing what they looked like on what the they look like. Because then a part of me would be like, what if they are not my type or I'm not attracted to them. I was, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I agree. Tap out on the glory. Yeah. No. Cool. No, so no, no, no from Mottam. No. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research for this, um, this episode. Unlike you. I know. It's a bit feel weird. Weird that you've seemed to have suddenly done the research when we talk about underground <laughs> sex. I knew you were going to say something cunty like that. <laughs> um, yeah. no, but you know, did a quick Google, I should say. And the first thing that came up was 50 things to do or don't do at a sex party. Okay. And some of it was just incredible. Who the fuck's writing this article? Oh, God. I've really committed to it as well. He's done the research. Let Shall me we tell bring you. it up? Well, I've got a couple I can just spitball at. Oh, you you've, you've even done further notes. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. so um, long socks. It's the first one I just loved. That's the reco. Yeah. So obviously because a lot of the time you're walking around these parties just in your underwear. Mm. Where do you keep your keys and your card? Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. A <laughs> pair of socks. First of all, there will be no sex with socks on in my world. Well, you've never had sex with socks on. It's not a thing for me. I can't do it. Okay. It's... Why is that, do you think? You need to keep your warts hidden. No, it's your not Verrucas. about... If we're in bed together and I can feel your sock on my bare legs slash feet, yeah, right. it's not really a thing. It's For me, it's a bit of a turn off. What if they're dirty? Okay. So just take them off. Yeah. Well, especially don't wear long ones either. I mean, it's, this is to have sex at a venue. So I'd assume <laughs> they would be a little bit dirty. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good if the floor's cold as well. <laughs> Win-win. And you'll never lose your keys. Yeah. Um, also what I thought was an interesting one is about consent and these places a lot of the time it's non-verbal yes but in the notes of this one it just said <laughs> if the man is lying on a sex swing with his head down and his ass up that is probably a non-verbal form of consent perfect yeah so I think that's a good tip to take into one of these things yeah so if you take away anything from this episode guys take that that's it definitely yeah okay <laughs> Perfect. Have you got any others on there? Oh, just a, you know, smart one for life, I think. Yep. Um, We've just been instructed to just bring your own lube. Just, you know what? Hand sunny in the bag, you know, yeah. in the current climate. God, don't mix those two up, though. Grab the lube as well. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine mixing them up. <laughs> Imagine like, hey, have, can I have some sanitizer and just putting lube into someone's hand? Oh, my God, we should do that as a prank. Put yeah. It, put lube in a sanitizer bottle. Maybe we could sell some prank sanitizers and it's just lube. <laughs> Perfect. 
Or we could create some antibacterial lube. Oh, and now that's safety, really, isn't it? That's... <laughs> or you could just piss on them. <laughs> or that, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just thought I'd bring a couple of those up. You know, a bit of fun. If you want to read the other 48 things that we've been told to do, we'll send a link yeah, around link. to the database. <laughs> we'll send you an EDM with yeah. the link. <laughs> I guess something that you just mentioned in there that I think we should maybe go a bit deeper on is consent mm-hmm. and safety, yeah. I guess, because it's all well and good when, you know, we're going to these venues and entering these settings with the assumption, I guess, that we're going to be okay or that, you know, it's safe. Mm. But it definitely is not always the case. And I think, you know, hookup culture as a broader topic, but I guess is within specifically within, you know, these group situations, mm. no still means no. All the time. Every day That's of the week. not a question. Yeah. And I think it's important to do your due diligence do your due... Spit it out. Do your due diligence. Due diligence. Um, do, yeah. do your homework. <laughs> and make sure that you are, you know, going into like a reputable venue or space or something. And I guess like the licensed venues are obviously, you know, usually mm. a lot safer. Well, I was going to say, I was talking about this to one of the gals the other day. And I was kind of, you know, working through it in my head and thought a room where you're there's like 50 other men mm. is probably one of the safest places to have sex some of the time correct i guess yeah because you're with you know other people around i think um someone's gonna, surely going to come to your aid if you shout out help or whatever correct yes i guess that's yeah that is true i think it's more the home stuff mm. where you lose a lot of control and a lot of safety and there is a high risk mm. so again yeah just doing the you checks and balances i guess and you know violence and um mm. assault and things like that are, are quite common and theft and things like that in the gay community because there is as we said this sort of underground uh-huh. culture that exists where you know men are going to meet up with other people and not really knowing who they're meeting up with mm. and then you know being assaulted or bashed and you know having all their belongings stolen and things like that and the sad part about that is often they are in the closet or, you know, there's a reason why, as we said, it's underground. So if something awful was to happen to you, you know, if you were to happen to be bashed or assaulted or something like that in that situation, you often probably wouldn't go and report it or do anything about it because Mm. that is a whole nother can of worms. You've got to then potentially come out and out your whole sexuality. You could Mm. be damaging, you know, a wife and kids or things like that and all of that sort of stuff that makes it really difficult. Um, I've actually got a, um, someone I know who works for the police force and uh, they have we, we were talking the other day and apparently the rate um, for unreported you know um, sex crimes in gay males is like the highest out of um, yeah you know, in that comparison to females me. yeah uh, which is really you know quite sad mm. Mm. Definitely. so I guess what we're saying is you know be safe aware not afraid that's it. We're not saying don't do it. No. Go out there. Have your fun. Yeah. And maybe tell a friend if you're going to do it, if you can. Like, Oh, well, I've always got my find my friends on. Yeah. Just like when I'm heading off to an orgy. Absolutely. Bye, girls. You if know, I'm not if, back by the morning, this is the address. That's right. You need... Um, if one of my thumbs arrives in the mail tomorrow morning, <laughs> call the cops. If someone sends you a photo of my penis. <laughs> How it's ransom. not me. 
<laughs> so I have a question for you. Yeah. You're at a sex party. Ooh. This is a hypothetical where you are the kind of person who has sex in general and then also would do it at a party. <laughs> Don't know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never met her. Um, you look around mm. and realise that this like group sex situation that you're engaging in, you know someone who who it is. Gosh. Like quite well. Okay. It's not like, oh, I know who they are. It's yeah. like, oh, that's one of my good friends that I've just ended up. Yeah, well. What's the reaction? Look, straight up, I think a part of me obviously would be a bit taken aback. However, yeah. I do know that little nonna here can potentially like, when I'm in the mood, I'm in the mood. So I guess if I found this said person maybe attractive mm, and like I myself really in the moment. Yeah. Anyone, but you, um, I would maybe just like, but we're both, bullet. we're both here. What happens in the, in the orgy stays in the orgy kind of vibe. Yeah. Right. But it would really depend who the person is and how close I was with them. Like, uh-huh. like you said, if it was you, I would be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. So what, how would you react if it was me? I'd be like, do you want to ditch this and just go get a wine? <laughs> go get brunch. <laughs> Sorry, boys. The two hottest slices of meat are leaving the situation. Yeah, I think if it was you, I would just laugh too much. I would not be able to take it seriously. seriously. Um, I can't imagine watching you try and be sexy. I can't imagine watching you try and be sexy. I'm pretty good at it, by all accounts. Oh, please, like a piece of wet spaghetti flaming around. A nice cooked carrot. Looking for some sauce. (laughs) Big white. Stop painting, stop metaphoring me into a spaghetti. Sicko. You know, I always bring it back to food. Oh, God, I'm exhausted. (laughs) Well, I think that's all I've got left in the tank. I've blown my load. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There's nothing more to add to that, I don't think, unless you want me to piss on you. I'm going to get down off the... My little sex box yep. out of the stirrups. Yep. We've been pounded by this episode enough. What a way to come back. I know. With a bang. With a fucking plowing, in fact. Yeah, correct. The red dragon has appeared, Doc. Yeah, she's hit. Well, thank you so much for everyone for tuning in to I our... I thought you were thanking me then. I was like, oh, please don't mention it. No, no, no. You're, you have to be here. You're <laughs> under contract. <laughs> Uh, no, it's been a great first ep back and it feels so good to be back in the studio. If this is the first time you're listening to us, then make sure you subscribe and follow on whatever platform that you are tuning in on. And then also, obviously, go where all the real magic happens, which is on Instagram at Message on the Machine to keep up with everything that we're doing in between our eps. We've actually started doing a couple of lives on there. We have. Yeah. Did you like when we did I loved. I loved them. I think we should keep that up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look out for those because they're a bit of fun. Yeah. If you didn't like them, please don't don't tell us. Just like it and don't comment. Just, but just like the yeah. post. And make sure, I guess, also to, if you are enjoying our show, please send it off to a friend or share it on your Instagram stories or tell someone about it because that is how we grow. Um, But other than that, I think we'll see you for our second episode of the season next week. Yeah, good luck out there. We'll see you at the next one.